0: Now, from the PAXA studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. The
1: Big Ten could have added them, and they said no. Uh, they, 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 they did that twice. And you know, just from a, a broadcasting, a branding standpoint, Cal and Stanford don't move the needle uh, as much as the schools that have moved conferences uh, from the Pac-12, You know, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington. They're not there in the eyes of the broadcasting companies, media companies, but they're great academic schools. They're incredible overall athletic departments, especially Stanford, but even Cal. You know, Both of those uh, places supply a lot of Olympians no to the U.S. teams and, and even international teams. And so I think there's certainly some attractiveness from the president's standpoint to be affiliated with them. But it's also a logistical challenge of you know, having to, to send all your teams to the Bay Area. Yeah, that's uh, true. That it's
0: going to be expensive, and, and they don't exactly pay for themselves like some of these other additions. Off have. the Bench on ESPN Honolulu.
2: That was Adam Rittenberg uh, last night on Sports Center all night with Jim Baskwell here on ESPN Honolulu. That was all about why the ACC seems to be hesitant to add Cal and Stanford, which we got some new reporting on uh, before the show. the uh, The ACC is one school shy of being able to vote. Yes, which we I mean, we we kind of knew, right? Yeah. Um I guess they also so they were one one vote shy of the straw vote. I guess they tried again today and the reporting here is actually first reported by Sports Illustrated, the four schools that are against adding Stanford and Cal are Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina and NC State. Which I guess kind of makes sense. Those are the four it's conference stalwarts, really. Uh, they say here they need 11 of 15. They need 12 of 15 schools. So, so they need an 80% approval rate to vote on it. And that includes Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. twelve. They are 12 of 15. Oh, gosh. I got, I, I need to tell Brett McMurphy to do his math. Hmm. says uh, required 75% to add new members. 12 of 15 is 80. Mm. Just... Yeah, um, that's not even the geometry. Uh, But yeah, Notre Dame is in favor, so they're they're one shy. Uh, So Stanford and Cal is in a really big rut here because I can't imagine any of those four schools budging for whatever reason unless they got like 10 million more bucks to uh, each school, which I don't think they're going to get. So... Ponder that for a moment and, and and let that stir because I'm going to read you something that came in earlier today from Oregon State. As you know, um, Oregon State, Washington State feel like the two schools that are kind of on the outs, and their president, uh, Jayathi Murthy, put out a, a letter to the Oregon State community, and of that, here is – Here's the paragraph um, or the the quote. Yeah, here's here's the paragraph that everybody's focused on, and I quote. Since I last updated you immediately following the sudden events that destabilized the Pac-12 conference one week ago, we are making progress in defining Oregon State University's best paths forward. We continue to believe that preserving the Pac-12 is in the best interest of OSU student-athletes and the remaining universities – and so we are doing everything in our control to stabilize and rebuild the conference. I don't know what leverage they have in, in order to do it. But I don't think you say that unless you think you have an ace up your sleeve that is going to allow you to make that happen. And as soon as I read that, I thought Hawaii might be in a little bit of trouble. Because if you rebuild the Pac-12, first off, it doesn't need to be 12 schools. You can rebuild it to eight. You can rebuild it to 10. Um, an FBS conference has to have a minimum of eight schools. And if you go under, and I, and I learned this earlier today, if you go under eight, you have kind of a two-year grace period to get back up to eight. Okay. Anyway, you don't need to get to 16. You could have 10. You could have eight. You could have 12. Um, but let's say these four schools band together. Stanford and Cal might not be wanted by anybody. Stanford drives it. Let's say, okay, we're going to stay here and we're going to be the leader of a conference. We're going to be the face of the Pac-12 because we still believe we have some kind of a brand. Then you either have a merger up to the Pac-12 or the Pac-12
1: starts picking people apart. What do you think is the most likely ace that they are holding right now? I
2: think I think Oregon State's ace is Stanford. And I think Stanford's ace is we believe we are too good to move down. Like, it, it, if you think about it, it is kind of true, right? I mean, Stanford as a brand name – more so now for their Olympic sports rather than football, but still a, a first-class athletic um, athletic program at a first-class institution. Stanford in the Mountain West, while cool, that's a name, Stanford's not. Stanford has too much pride to do that. I think Stanford has too much pride to join the AAC. Hmm. I think, again, um, we, we can talk about the travel all we want, but I think there is too much pride there to take themselves down to a group of five level. Also knowing that you're not keeping your your um, your power five status. You, you know you're going to lose that. you have to. So um, if you feel like you're too good for that, it's either the ACC where you know you're going to get a lot of money, but you don't know you have the support for the ACC. We know the Big Ten is done. It's now maybe going on your own and trying to find a way to move it forward. And I'll also say um, those four schools have been meeting without the Pac-12 commissioner. So it, it seems like they don't trust them. They're going to meet on their own, and they're going to try to vet things out on their own. And if that is the case, they might have better luck going around their leader to try to see if they can drum something up. I, I if that happens then I think you have a concern if you're a whole if you're Hawaii because the likelihood and I know we've said this before it feels like a broken record the likelihood of a pack 8 10 12 whatever they want to be picking you out of 12 schools as part of a group of schools to go up to me is unlikely. Not only that, I don't think Hawaii is the only one that should be worried. I also think the Americans should be worried because I think if they want to go that route, SMU's open. Mm-hmm. SMU leaves. You find one or two schools from the American that want to go, find themselves in a conference that has a, a prestigious name that maybe gives them more money. They go, and then all of a sudden, you get two conferences that are now sweating in the Mountain West, and the American. I think, I don't know how you feel. I, I can just kind of give you my perspective on it. I think that statement probably has given me the most concern in in the last couple of weeks about at least the Mountain West's position and Hawaii's position.
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, you're also speaking... About a school that, you know, was just in the Pac twelve and the Pac twelve acted like they had this big TV contract that we were all waiting to see yeah. and found out it was all for nothing. So maybe Oregon State is talking big to make themselves look better than what they actually are. So it could be. I I'm not so quick to jump on the hypothetical and, Even uh, though that's
2: what this show does many times.
1: Or I, th- that's right. Uh, maybe not so much hypothetical as much as it's uh, the, the pessimistic side of the hypothetical side mm, of things. I, I hear you. So I, I still feel like we're in great shape in the Mountain West. I feel like the Mountain West is in a place of strength right now, at least for the next couple of years. And I still like what we've been talking about the last few days. It's... It's up to those four schools, whatever they ultimately want to do. If they want to come and join the Mountain West, kind of like what Gloria Navarre said, we're we're open to discussing that. If you can only do that for a couple sports Mm -hmm. and you need to kind of get creative on where your other sports go in a different conference, uh, maybe uh, they're looking to have those sort of conversations. But, uh, yeah, I I don't think just yet that – There's enough evidence pointing in one direction that would make me worried right now for Hawaii. You know what I should have done? I should have um,
2: framed this whole segment, or at least the middle part of the segment, by what the Pac-12 screwed up. Um, The Pac-12 had an offer of $30 million to school. And that would have been right on par with the Big 12. That would have been right on par with what the Big Ten is giving some of its members $30 million a school. Uh, and that was last fall. This they had is, that on the table? They had that on the table. This is after USC and UCLA were gone. Oh, my gosh. Blowing ES- it. ESPN offered the $30 million per school. And they said no. The presidents and chancellors wanted fifty.
1: Oh, my gosh. They wanted SEC money? Yeah. They wanted 50
2: ESPN walked away and said, no, this is according to, uh, uh, there's a, there's an outlet in Oregon that reported that this morning that had, uh, uh, John Quintana, who's a, who's a radio guy up there, uh, who's been really good at covering this stuff. Yeah. He's, he's the one that, um, uh, that was able to chronicle that today. And you know what, given the way the PAC 12 has, has really been here the last couple of weeks, I am not surprised whatsoever that a conference without USC and UCLA would see a $30 million number in front of them and say, eh, I'll raise you $20 million. It's 50 or nothing. What idiots. And I guess maybe it makes me think a little bit about what I, I read from that Oregon State president. Maybe I'm rethinking it, but I'm hearing idiots that turn down... $30 30 million dollars so maybe I'm thinking now okay maybe this Oregon State president is an idiot if you know that the, the thought is they could rebuild the uh pac whatever conference and and keep it alive with the four schools intact <laughs> I should throw the other thing by the way too um do I think I think Stanford I think Oregon State realizes it is in its best interest to be aligned with those other three, like if Oregon state is aligned with Washington state only, yeah, you know, it's in a group of five conference, you know, it's, it's in a, in a lesser conference than you've been in. If you're aligned with all three other schools, you feel like you're in a better position, like at least in, in a better standing, maybe in a better financial position as compared to, you know, being in a place where you might get four million a year. So just – it's it's kind of a thought because we know this thing changes, like, daily, it seems. Um, but I thought it was kind of um, eye-opening to see that come from Oregon State. I should note, I don't think we saw anything from Washington State today. And they had their Regents um, special session thing today. And uh, I – That's right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what came of it because I don't think we've seen anything from it. So um which which could very well mean if we have nothing, that means there is nothing. Or you just don't have well placed sources within our board of regents. There we go. Uh it is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. He's Hunter Hughes. I'm Josh Pacheco. Great to have you in. You can text us. Our Zephyr Insurance text line is at 808 296 1420. Coming up in just a little bit, we didn't get to uh, some of the things yesterday we wanted to, but uh, Northwestern got themselves in the news again for very unfortunate reasons. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. A look at traffic here in seconds. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center update is on the way in uh, just about eight minutes. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, we didn't get a chance to get to this yesterday, um, but as we spend a lot of time on college sports, uh, we can't just kind of ignore what is uh, the aftermath of what's gone on at Northwestern. Yeah. The uh, the allegations of hazing um, in a in a sexual and and another unfortunate um, ways. The uh, firing of of Pat Fitzgerald, who has uh, gotten lead, uh, you know, who's retained counsel, yeah, and um, you know, and and several other sports um, that have also you know sounded the alarms on their own coaches. Baseball uh, being one of them. Volleyball was brought up as well. Uh, a couple of days ago, there were pictures kind of floating around from Northwestern practice of shirts that said cats against the world with the number 51 below it, which was uh, former coach Pat Fitzgerald's number when he played. Uh, it is obviously with, with his number. I don't think it takes much to understand what cats against the world means. Um, that basically is uh, their support of Fitzgerald against what seems like a world of criticism against him and a world of negativity towards him in the program. The athletic director um, you know said he was disappointed by it um, but uh, I you, you almost wonder if he's disappointed because it was visual. like apparently these shirts were not new when they were caught on camera that they had been out there for several weeks. Um, and only now it's being addressed. So if I'm the athletic director, are you truly, you know, you know, phased by it and, and upset over it, or are you kind of annoyed um, and, and calling it out now because
1: really it was brought to your attention? Hmm. Well, I don't think uh, he knew that those shirts existed until he came to practice mm. and saw the coaches wearing them. Um, a lot of Division One. Uh, equipment environments actually possess their own screen printing equipment. Okay. So they can make their own T-shirts back there. So it's not like they were shipped there or anything Mm. like that. Like They they could have just created those like the day before or something like that. Um, The other thing, too, imagine if you're a player or a coach in this – kind of circus that's going on. Well what are the messages that you were communicating to your team? How how, how do you rally together in the midst of all of this cuz hey you still have a football season to go and play. Right. Um and th- those guys aren't just burning eligibility, they're going to try to go out there and play. As as Difficult as it is, they're trying to find a way to rally and band together here. So that that that's the part that is uh, a little bit bigger and kind of a little more complicated than just siding with an old coach or something like that. They're, they're trying to find some way to remain unified when it seems like everybody's coming out of the woodwork to pull them apart. But is everybody coming out of the woodwork to pull them apart? I'm not saying that. No, no, I know you're not. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm. What I'm. I'm saying is, from their perspective, are you inflating that to give yourself a sense of of something to fight for? Like, are you are you creating that narrative for yourself um, as a rallying cry? I want. I want to finish that conversation because um, we also heard from the coach who did yeah. say a lot. But also said a lot all at the same time. Mm. Um, I think you hit on something though that I I, I don't want to just kind of drop because uh, we're running at the back end of the segment. Sports center's on the way right now. We'll look at traffic. It just feels right when Kevin Winter's giving us football scores. That it makes you feel like the season is here. Football scores. Kevin Winter reminding us that Russell Wilson still stinks. And as he said, if you watched Falcons and the Dolphins, you should be paid for that. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of one of those um, class action lawsuits. If you ever bought such and such product, yeah. you could be eligible for such and such dollars. Um, you should send in your paperwork and you might be the lucky
1: one to get about 25 bucks from a class action lawsuit. If you took Cialis between the years of blah 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 and blah 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 <laughs> and we've lost Josh. We don't want to know.
2: <laughs> that was like a that was a TMI moment there. Um <laughs> I I saw it in my inbox the other day. Oh my! my no, not not that. Oh, not that. Uh, <laughs> Cars Hunter. Um, my my work email <laughs> had one of those like Zoom. I guess there was a class action lawsuit against Zoom. Oh, and uh, I guess you're, you're you're eligible for money, but I wasn't sure. It's my work email, so it's my work account. Am I still eligible for money if it's off of my work account? So I just I I didn't uh, I I didn't follow up with it. I let it go. So I I might have let some some money go by the wayside, but we did watch a little bit of of Dolphins Falcons. So if there was a class action lawsuit to be had for that, you and I would be eligible uh, for that class action lawsuit payout. Wow. We okay. Would. I mean, we have photographic proof. It was on our TV. It was on uh, KHON aired it. In fact, wow. Probably hoping that Tua would play because it would give some ratings. But ultimately, Tua didn't play, and unfortunately, people watched. Yeah. But we did have um, we did have our first safety of the uh, preseason, mm. which, uh, which 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 uh, well, it was it was the Cleveland Browns who were uh, who scored the safety. So they they weren't the ones that uh, unfortunately got safetyed. But, uh, you know, anytime you have a safety in a preseason game is a call for concern. Yeah. Uh, it was Washington. Of course it was the Washington Commanders with the first safety of the preseason. It had to be them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of uh, preseason games. New ownership, here. though. Very true. Things are looking up. Very, very true. But still with a head coach that uh, put his foot in his mouth yeah. the other day. Uh, talking about Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be interesting. Hey, Eric Enemy's offense has 14 points in a preseason game. Um, that, take that for what you will in a preseason game. Let's finish up what we were talking about with um, uh, Northwestern and those cats against the world 51 shirts. Um, the interim coach David Braun um, said this. He he didn't say much, but he addressed the issue by saying this. Certainly isn't my business. To censor someone's free speech. Close quote. Um, but you you had said something that, uh, and to make clear, I, you are kind of throwing the idea out there. You're not necessarily saying it. But um, is that team potentially using this as a rallying cry to come together uh, on the name of their former coach? Whether mm-hmm. it's the players, players and the coaches, etc. Are they using this?
1: as their rallying cry to 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 come together and be a family if you will. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm more trying to play devil's advocate for a locker room that's under peril right now. Um the the team as a whole as well is under immense scrutiny even if uh the current team is innocent of mm-hmm. some of these uh, past allegations, and so i um i'm I'm not saying that these sentiments are valid, of course, but uh they will try to say or um propose any sort of message that will act as a unifier within that locker room and so is the, is the the phrase Cats Against the World um, off-putting, maybe a little bit tone-deaf right now? So outside the locker room, someone might say yes. I think inside the locker room, I think some would argue actually no, it, it, it very much feels like that.
2: I honestly think Cats Against the World is not the issue for me. I think it's the fact that they put Pat Fitzgerald's number on it. Uh, because that makes it seem like they are supporting their former coach. Because, I mean, you see in other sports, um, other teams, some kind of a message, um, you know, of, hey, you know, we're, we're against the odds or whatever it is. Right. It may not necessarily be because of something bad, but you always have a rallying cry. That's right. Cats against the world could be a rallying cry at any time. It could be a rallying cry to just say, hey— We've only got ourselves to uh, to to to. No one's no one's coming here for us. We're on our own. We have to be a family. We have to stick together. And it doesn't have to be about some of those allegations. You could print that every year, and not have a problem with it every year. But as soon as you put the fifty-one, mm. then the message changed because you made it seem like putting the fifty-one gives the impression that you are rallying around Pat Fitzgerald. Not necessarily rallying around your
1: own locker room and your current coaches and your current staff. Well, it's clear, you know, put the hazing stuff on the side. It's clear that there's been a pattern in that around that football program of exalting that coach way higher than what he probably needs to be. Mm-hmm. If if you are still exalting him very high and not considering the team bigger than him, it's almost you know, like Joe Pa, you know, at, at Penn State. At Penn State and how he was bigger than the whole team. Yeah, a statue. He had a, I mean craziness. Um it almost feels like Pat Pat Fitzgerald is being uh on one side of the coin villainized and then by the team uh uh almost uh martyred, you know, like martyrdom. Yeah. It's it's a very kind of uh polar kind of one extreme to the next here.
2: You know, one thing I will say, um, their interim head coach, and I told you what he said uh, earlier, the uh, the interim coach, uh, Coach Braun. That statement from David Braun um, basically saying, certainly isn't my business to censor someone's free speech, is a cop-out. Um, I'm looking for, in a head coach, I am looking for a leader. I am looking for someone who is going to own something Whether it is good or it is bad. Um, To hear Coach Braun take the,
1: don't look at me, these people can say whatever they want to say. The last coaching staff just almost unanimously was speaking on behalf of the – the hazing allegations with "Don't look at me." I didn't know this mm-hmm. was going on. We weren't into that. That's up to that's up to the the captains. Right. It's the same sort of cop out. It's not on me. Um, lack of accountability from a head coach and yeah, yeah th- that's that's not a good sign. Either
2: say, "Hey, I support these guys." This is something they rally around. They support. Their former coach, which is going to sound extreme, I realize, but either say it, just just say say that part out loud, or take the side of your athletic director, take the easy way out, and say, you know what, I uh, we will, uh, I apologize, we will do better, and we will represent our program in a better fashion. But don't be stubborn and put it on your players and coaches and themselves because it's their free speech. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Either say you support your old coach, your old boss, or take take the side of him or take the side of the program. In this case, you can't do both. You got you got to pick one or the other. You can't have it both ways.
1: And neither one you pick, you got to step forward in a place of strength mm-hmm. because the Athletic program, the university as a whole, the alumni, they're looking at that football program under a magnifying glass right now, and you need to be the person, I'm speaking to the interim head coach, to exhibit some sort of strength one way or another right, right. now.
2: Yeah, it is um, <laughs> it is it is boggling. It is mind-boggling to me that you hoped that in making the decision to fire Pat Fitzgerald that you could find leadership in all of that, and instead you actually, believed or not, found less. And this this is the other problem that they had was that you stayed within that staff. You didn't really get rid of anybody else. You left the rest of the staff. You just elevated somebody to interim head coach. They're all staff. It's not like Pat Fitzgerald was by himself. So what did you expect? I know it's late in the year, but you really should have thought long and hard about this part, about finding accountability. You weren't going to find that accountability within the staff that you were keeping. You should have been able to find someone in the interim outside of the program who, who would tow the program line instead of towing the Pat Fitzgerald line? Hmm. And because of that, I think Northwestern's going to regret this. They're not going to regret firing Pat Fitzgerald. They're going to regret keeping the staff, even on on short notice. It almost would have been better to just like give up the year. Yep. and you know it's just not fair to the kids it's not it, it's not fair to those guys that you you know you basically are kind of sacrificing the season because of the issues but if you want to figure out your program again then you'll you'll have to do you, you might have to give up that year to do it but I think I can guarantee one thing hunter um braun's not going to be the head coach next year I think he's given that um by, by basically saying, oh, we're not going to censor free speech. He's basically told the world that he is not an accountable human being. Um, and you, you can't be a head coach of a college football program and not be accountable. I mean, look at, sorry, look at Todd Graham. Yep. He got away with his his ways that were old school. But here, he was not accountable until it was too late. Yes. And even at that point, when his wife posted something on Facebook, showed no accountability. Um, just, just, just look at that as your collegiate example. Uh, our neighbors at m Dire Global are partnering with our shipping companies to bring much-needed supplies to Kokua, the people of Maui. They are asking for water, camping supplies, baby needs, batteries, towels, non-perishable food items. And feminine hygiene products. Drop-off items at M. Dyer Global's Pearl City office between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. through Thursday, August 16th. Traffic coming up here. It is off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center update with Kevin Winters coming up at the top of the hour, which means football scores. And if for whatever reason you were betting on a preseason game, get get away from your phone, your tablet, your computer. Just get away. We're talking to you, Phil. <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: Hey, Phil said, "I like a little friendly wager on the golf course, but I would never bet against a never bet a Ryder Cup." Said that
1: on on uh, the X platform yesterday. And then when they asked Rory McIlroy about it, he goes, "Well, he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year cuz uh he won't be playing." Mm-hmm.
2: Rory sounded kind of tired of it. He, he kind of seemed yeah. like he was just really over having
1: to, to deal with some of that nonsense. Yes, and I don't blame him because Rory's been – uh kind of looked to to be this kind of voice or the, the mouthpiece for the PGA Tour for all things relating to live, mm-hmm. all things relating to tours that don't involve the PGA. Um and Phil proudly has kind of taken up a mouthpiece for all things against the PGA. Right. So it's kind of been this Phil against Rory kind of dynamic and hey, Phil's in the news again for hey, kind of being an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't blame Rory at all. Yeah. Um how how do
2: you have a billion dollars to bet though? I mean, Ryder Cup or not. I, I I'm not going to focus as much on on betting on your your team on the Ryder Cup, but how on earth do you have that much to waste? And and it sounds like it's not all his. It sounds like he's gotten some of that from someone else. But how? That's not friendly wagering on the golf course. That is addiction based. You yeah. know. That that's that's degenerate on any performance enhancer. Yeah. And and the the fact that there's really no ownership of that, like Charles Barkley was that, but you know what? Charles Barkley also owned it. Oh yeah. And you know he may still place a bet here and there, but was so Jordan right? But I don't. Did Jordan ever own it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I must, I must have missed. You're probably right. Oh yeah. But Barkley did. That was a big part of Last Dance. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's been a while since I saw the last dance. But uh, Barkley did, and Barkley's open about it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, if you're Phil, instead of trying to, you know, soften it, like, oh, you know, I, I, I like my little wager here and there, but, you know, I didn't do this. I would never compromise the integrity of the game. It's not about the integrity of the game anymore. It's about the integrity of you. Um. And of course, as an individual that is not responsible for himself, um, he's not going to be accountable for his own integrity until he is very much forced into that position, which I'm surprised has not happened yet.
1: His integrity is all but gone yeah. at this point. And yeah. the trust of the fan base is all but gone, too. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of trust in fan bases, Russell Wilson.
2: Uh, Denver Broncos, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what is worse, Hunter? Because we've put this game on um, begrudgingly yeah. here uh, because it just happened to be what came on after the uh, Bengals-Packers game on NFL Network. Uh, what's worse, Russell Wilson's first couple of drives or the Broncos' kicker?
1: Um, I think you owe the Broncos' kicker an apology. Oh, really? Yes. Why? He only missed one. I thought he missed two. I think he, no. They they only got in field goal range once.
2: Oh okay. All right. Well, he still missed. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? If he's made one previously, then I'll apologize. But if he's if he's missed even at least one, sorry, not apologizing. Uh, and no, two missed field goals. <laughs> one in the first quarter. One in the second quarter. Okay. So no no apology. Uh, Russell Wilson in, uh, in in this game today. One completion, also was what sacked I think twice. Um, had fumbled on one of them. Oh, that Arizona kicker also needs. Uh, <laughs> also uh, missed the big one. But uh, Russell Wilson didn't look good for for the little bit we saw of him. Um, he he didn't look comfortable. No. If that's if that's the best way we'd put it.
1: <laughs> that's putting it very politely. He has gotten swatted. I think at least twice that we've watched maybe even another um has gotten stripped and recovered it. I mean he's made a, a, a couple of okay hitches and and quick out kind of throws but outside of that it's a lot of what we saw um similar to last year in uh, in if you ask Sean Payton that was the worst coaching performance ever. So yeah. And <laughs> well, it's Sean not P- like
2: his performance right
1: now is much better. That's what I'm saying is like, hey, um it looks a lot this a lot of the same partner. Yeah. Although you can you can you can, you know, forgive him a
2: little bit because um it's the preseason. You've got a whole bunch of guys that you are uh, you are working into the lineup. It is the preseason, but at the same time, um you would have hoped that Russell Wilson could look could, could give you a little bit of confidence because last year was bad and it wasn't all Nathaniel Hackett's fault. That's right. It was also partly his uh, because he was a mess in that locker room. So, um, this is a prove it year for, for Sean Payton because he is taking on something that was fractured. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but this is a big year for, for Russell Wilson because he, he was paid a lot of money last year. To not be very good. i we'll me see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you in a second here at 808-296-1420. Like, you were paid a lot of money for what, really? Um, you know, that's, and, that, and that's very concerning. The other uh, preseason game we're watching is uh, Washington and Cleveland. Uh, and, and, well, I say we're watching it. Mm, not really. Um, but uh, Marcus Kemp, we forget, former Kansas City Chief is now a member of the uh, Commanders. He has a target, uh, but he does not have a catch. Uh, Zion Bowens is also on that team, uh, but he does not have a target on uh, on him right now. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch that. It's at the end of the third quarter. Our number, 808-296-1420. Uh, you can text us. You can call us there. There's a, there's a text message that uh, came in a little while ago. Uh, I want to get to it in the next hour because I, I do want to kind of update the situation regarding um, what's going on on Maui um, we know how that has kind of escalated there's uh, there, there's a lot of things there uh, that we kind of want to update and and I see guys on the phones what we'll do to you we'll get you and then we'll we'll, we'll roll you over to the top of the hour just because we're um, you know kind of on on a on a time crunch here but but uh, there, there's some. Uh, there are some obvious questions about um, how how would I put it? Economic stability, and the one thing that everybody kind of turns to is sports. Yeah. And I, how do I put this? I'm a little nervous about going to you know kind of the obvious sports thing. Regarding the, uh, the 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 Maui Jim Maui Invitational, um, but I have people asking, and, and I think there is actually a way that I think we can talk about it that isn't you know um, that isn't insensitive. I think to what's going on in that community, and, and, and I want to do that. I I, I want to be big enough to have that conversation. We'll do that coming up after Sports Center. This should be the first thing in your in your car than us Uh, when you get in your car you leave the office and you're thinking all right whatever it is that gets you going on the weekend for for Liz we found out it's coffee at four o'clock for you I don't
1: know I don't know what it is that, that gets you going on a weekend Hmm. I don't know how about you Josh what gets you going on the weekend it's not fun being put on the spot, is it?
2: <laughs> Sitting on the couch on Saturday morning taking in thirteen hours of college football. Ooh. That's that's fun on a weekend, which means summer sucks. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't think it was putting you on the spot by saying that. I figured you had a go to <laughs> thing on a weekend that you'd consider, hey, this is this is uh what I look forward to when I get the chance.
1: Um golf cart. Okay. All right. Playing some music, Arnold Palmer.
2: Golf cart playing some music, Arnold Palmer. Now that's, do they
1: That's a good weekend do they ex- starter.
2: Do they accept of you playing music on the golf course in the golf cart? Of course. Okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be quiet?
1: Uh if you if you're playing it on your phone, it oh, you, you okay. can't you can't really hear that outside of the confines of your golf cart. And the the modern game is accepting of speakers now.
2: Oh really? hmm Okay. Yeah. I guess count me as the person against speakers.
1: No, it's okay. It's uh, kind of an old school way of uh, of doing things, and speakers are accepted on a golf course now.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I was about to go on a rant on on speakers for a second. Um, you've done makapu'u, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and you and I have have done that. Um, the one thing that I get annoyed by maybe this is this is my get off my lawn or get off my lawn moment. So okay. if, if that is then certainly find some king of the hill music and put that on after after this rant is over. Um I don't care to hear your music. If you are if 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 you are by yourself or you are with your family, I don't need to hear your music on your portable speaker on 15. Yeah. Just, you know, find a pair of Beats or, you know, your your Air, AirPods or whatever you need. Put it in your ears because I don't want it in mine. Even if I am – even if that – if I'm listening to something on my phone, if it's like a, a podcast or I'm listening to music of my own or I'm trying to have a conversation while doing the hike – I don't want to hear your bleeping music is is that a get off my lawn moment or is that a perfectly acceptable thing
1: i think it's I think it's acceptable i um if you're in a public space on you know like a hike or something like that, and especially a hike where you've got a hundred people walking right behind you, and your music now becomes their music mm-hmm. yeah I'm not a big fan of that move,
2: and if it and if it has some really crude language, even more so.
1: Oh, even more, so, yeah. If you don't have the wherewithal for families and kids walking, because that Makapuu hike trail is a really easy hike. Yes, it is. That everybody can can come and be a part of. And, you can wear jeans and
2: go on that hike. Did you <laughs> wear jeans? Uh, not, no, not me. Oh, okay. But I, I see people in like jeans and like long shirts, yeah. long sleeve shirts, doing that. Like, I, eh, I think okay.
1: if you're in a public environment you need to be playing music that's publicly acceptable
2: or just keep it in your ears
0: yeah uh
1: texter from the 513 josh
2: shut down on the speakers you know i and john thanks for your patience we'll get to you in a second um Oh, he's gone? John's gone? Ah, oh, You know why? Bye, it's because John. John is a person that thinks it's per- perfectly acceptable to have a portable beatbox blaring out Sir Mix-a-Lot at 4 o'clock while people are taking the Makapuu <laughs> Trail. And there's only one song you know from Sir Mix-a-Lot, so just keep that in the back of your mind. I No, I was just surprised when you said that it's becoming more acceptable in, in golf circles to do. I, that kind of—I I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 not uh it's not taboo any longer. Wow. Uh some would argue that it still is in some very snooty country club <laughs> environments. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Um but again it's it's all within reason. So I mean y- you can play you can play music in your golf cart and it be plenty loud in your cart and it not wreck the course. Mm-hmm, Mhm. You, you you don't have to play turn down for what <laughs> and let the entire course know that you you are there to party turn um,
2: turn down for what your face as you're looking at the ball you're about to shank into the trees
1: yeah. um and man w- w- when you're playing you you got a good you got a good couple couple of songs going. You got a, a beverage of choice, and you got the wind in your face. That, that That's a great way to start a start a weekend.
2: Okay. All right. I, I feel like I know a little bit more about you now because uh, I would I would have expected you to be one of those people that's like, I don't want, like, you know, I don't need to hear your music on the golf course because I've always thought of golf courses that uh, – a golf course is that very focused place. Mm. And like you said, there are some on the more snooty type, like, you know they don't want to hear anything as they're getting ready for their backswing yep. kind of like when you watch a
1: PGA tour event yep um also the people that are the most bent out of shape about the rules like that are generally not very good
0: that's
1: a good point
2: i guess it's also fair to the golf course is big so big. you can you can play your music at a decently loud level and still not have it go 300 yards down the you know down the hole
1: absolutely and same way, like you can have your music plenty loud in your car. We don't need to hear it two cars over at a stop uh, stoplight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very similar.
2: Texter from the two three three, Hunter and I approach the golf course very similarly. Music is a must on the golf course. Booze too.
1: <laughs> um, so. Yes and no. I I I I definitely appreciate a, a beer every once in a while on the course. Uh-huh. Um, but it will impair my play. I would imagine that would definitely impairs my play.
2: And you're not the kind of person that's just going out and you don't care what you score. You care what uh, you score.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm just. I'm chillaxing and having a good time. But I really like to make birdies. I would imagine so. If I, if I. Do you enjoy a beverage of, you know, of choice here and there that the, the, the birdies don't show up as much?
2: Um, this kind of cut to a question I was going to ask you before I read the text. Was your Arnold Palmer spiked?
1: No. Okay. That That's a very nostalgic drink for me going yeah. all the way back to when I'm like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And it brings me right back to when I'm a little kid. So it – Very I, good. I love that drink just the way it is. What's
2: – what is the percentage, acceptable percentage,
1: of iced tea to lemonade? Ooh, great question. I actually like um, 60% iced tea, 30% lemonade. I like it a little bit more on the le- on the uh, iced tea side.
2: So what's the other 10%? percent
1: so, 60 40 Oh,
2: okay, there we go. Did I say sixty thirty? You said sixty thirty. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Magic. Is the 10%... Magic is the other ten. <laughs> the ten percent's the spiked part you weren't telling me about.
1: Yeah, or,
2: the, yeah. or it's ten percent
1: ice. That, that's right. <laughs> that's that's literally what it is. Um, but if you are going to go imbalanced, make sure it's tipped on the the iced tea side of things.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Arnold Palmer shouldn't be too sour. Yep. Um, but I've I've gotten some sometimes that get too watery too quick. And I, I, I can't drink those watery.
1: The, can, the cans are the best ones. Are they really? They're the best ones. Like the Arizona ones. Yes. Yeah. The the tall Arnold Palmer with a big picture of his face yep. on it. Yeah. Because the
2: ice ruins it.
1: Actually, it does. No, the the, the cans are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. And
2: depending where you go, they're only
1: eighty nine cents. We we used to play for them. What? Yeah. We, we, we explain used, this one. Yeah. So. Back, uh, this was junior high and high school golf. We would have putting competitions, and the winner would get an Arnold Palmer, and so the the guy that lost would have to buy the other guy an Arnold oh, Palmer. Oh, okay. So you're you're playing for like a ninety nine cent <laughs> can of iced tea, <laughs> but in some ways it tastes all the better knowing that your buddy ha- bought it for you. Yeah, I would you imagine. It. I
2: would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, text her from the five one three. Uh, via our Zephyr Insurance text line, says, uh, me and Hunter got to go golfing. <laughs> Drinking the Arnold's.
1: Drinking the Arnold's. Also
2: mentions, I guess we're talking about music, Colt 45. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, it sounds like uh, you are, as you describe your golfing experiences, you are relating to some people that uh, appreciate music on the golf course and appreciate
1: your uh, your ability to have fun while playing golf. That's, that's the whole point of being out there. All yeah. right. Uh, Golf and surfing are very similar to each other. Where you don't have to be good; the point is just being out there and having a a good time.
2: Um, I would say surfing. Being someone who's never surfed, it might be good to be half decent to avoid.
1: You know, you you you, you have to have um, a a somewhat decent understanding of the rules. Yeah. In golf and in surfing, you got to know the protocol. You got to know where to sit. There you go. Um, Have your gear in order. Uh, If you don't have your gear in order and you're getting blisters and cut up everywhere on your chest, it's going to be a long day out there. But you get those things in order, it's more just about being in the water. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is Off the Bench here on ESPN Honolulu. He's Hunter Hughes.
2: I'm Josh Pacheco. Um, Coming up, um, the the Maui situation has a sports part to the conversation that people are asking, and I, I think there's a respectful way to talk about it. Um, regarding the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, quickly, NFL preseason. Surprised or not surprised, Russell Wilson was playing into the second quarter today for the Denver Broncos.
1: Uh, actually not surprised, considering oh. his first, like, four drives uh, merited zero points. <laughs>
2: yeah. I I was. I You don't. I mean, I would imagine like Jordan Love, for example, mm. um, playing into the second quarter. Although, even that, I think he only played sure. one quarter. And um, you know, I, I would I would expect you'll play more as you get to game two, maybe to game three. Sure, I would have thought Russell Wilson would play two, you know, two drives, and and that's it. Even even one, if it felt fine. But he went into if I if I have this correctly. He was one, two, three, four. He he had four drives. Wow. Um, now granted, you had a three and out, you had a drive that had a missed field goal, you had a long drive that led to a missed field goal, and then his last one was a was a drive that led to the Jerry Judy touchdown. But he goes on on this day, seven of 13, 93 yards, and a touchdown. And it feels like those numbers are kind of deceiving, which is almost why he got into the second quarter. I was I was really surprised to see him still playing when that second quarter started.
1: I, I my only other thought is you know Sean Payton is eager to figure out what kind of an offense they're going to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know this is really your first. You can you can think you know when you play in a uh, you know when you, when you do what you do in in. Uh, uh, in practice, but you really, truly don't know it until uh, uh, until you play against someone else. Hmm. And I think they, they might be finding that out uh, firsthand. Hey, um, you know, usually this is the part of time where we tell you about the pigskin pig out, but sold pigskin out. pig out is indeed sold out. Uh, great job by you. Not that we're surprised because we always know that the uh, the Hawaii athletics and the Hawaii football community really show up uh, and support this program. So we're not surprised it's sold out. We want to thank you anyway uh, because uh, you made it Wanted to tell you happen. a good job. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so those people that got their tickets, they know it's on August 16th. Um, so uh, thank you for supporting the program. And if you didn't get your ticket – there will be other ways for you to support University of Hawaii Athletics. So uh, just keep listening in for that. Uh, traffic here. Uh, we'll come back. Talk about the uh, the situation there on Maui. That's coming up on ESPN Honolulu. I want to take this in two segments because I know we don't have – a whole lot of time in this segment. We got another update from traffic. Sports Center is uh, about seven and a half minutes away. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco off the bench here on ESPN, Honolulu. Um, you know the the sensitivity certainly to uh, what is going on on Maui is is obviously heightened. There yeah. is um, there is additional concern now. Um, they opened the road to Lahaina to allow people in, and that happened around noon today. Uh, of course, to everywhere but Front Street, because Front Street is, is just devastated. They have now closed the road in both directions to Lahaina. Um, what is, and and I was just reading something, I, I forget what news station it was, but all they're saying is, the road is closed in both directions, it's been closed early, it is unknown why the road's been closed early, Um this is supposed to, uh, to to be a day where some people are able to understand what happened, potential closure, potential I, – I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this was supposed to mark the next phase, right, and to now have for what some people I, I think kind of feel like, well, what is going on? Why is this closed early? I want to get back there. I want to see my residence or my business, and now I can't go while others have and we don't know why. Yeah. Um is it, it, it to add frustration on top to all uh, on top of all already there being heartbreak is um is it, hard. It, it it's really hard. I'd be frustrated too. Yeah. Um they did say the Lahaina fire by the way is now 85% contained. The uh, fire in Kihei is at 80%, the upcountry Maui fire is only 50% contained. So they're battling three different fires there. We, we keep seeing these questions. I've read it. Um, I've heard it. And I've always kind of – not always, I guess, but I've thought every time I see it, I wonder, do you address it? How do you address it? Is there an acceptable way of, of addressing it? Um, and, and the question that, that I'm talking about is when someone asks about the Maui Invitational. The Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Um, in fact, we had a texter who texted in earlier in the show and they said, and I think I've got it here, um maybe they should play the Maui Invitational in Honolulu or Las Vegas. Um, which to to me, I don't care about the Maui Invitational yeah. at at this point, just because um, you know, it's a sporting event that is three months away while there are more important things that are really on our minds I will however say and I I do want to bring this back on the other side I do think that there's a part that that can play and uh, we'll talk about that coming up traffic sports center on the way it's off the bench It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Um, there's a special event that's coming up this weekend that is uh, supporting Maui, and we'll talk about that coming up here um, in, in just a little while. So I, I'm I'm approaching this very delicately uh, because obviously it is a a very delicate conversation. But I hear people bringing up Maui Jim Maui Invitational. You know, Doug Gottlieb. Um, you know, a television analyst had had said something along those lines, and you know, with devastation. And the thing he said was Maui with a um, tear face—you know, one of those emojis with a tear down, you know, one of your eyes. Yeah, um, which some people felt was insensitive because of all the things that are going on. You're crying over a sporting event, which I understand. I I, I get there are there are a lot of bigger things than than one sporting event, and so. When, you know, I when I when I see the texter say hey, maybe they should have the Maui Invitational in in Honolulu or in or in Las Vegas or whatever, I I don't care. Yeah. Um, but there is something that I do believe. You know, as we know, this is an event that um is a is a big economic driver for that community. It is something that it, that event has taken pride in for so many years as not only an economic driver, I guess I should say, but also um the fact that they you know they they bring in charitable money to their community, so it's mm-hmm. not just okay, we're helping you you know with tourism money, but we're you know we're we're bringing money that you know your charities can can take part and and benefit in um you know what I'd like to see. I, I would I would love to see and maybe I'm asking too much, Hunter. I'd love to see the Maui Jim, Maui Invitational take on some kind of role here um, as far as the the help in trying to rebuild or trying to, you know, bring some kind of some kind of message to the community. Because right now, you know, all we've heard is we're monitoring the situation. We're we're thinking about, you know, our, our friends on Maui and what is a difficult time. And I and I get that. That's because everybody is asking the question very prematurely, um, what's going to happen to the event. Mm. People are writing about it. I was just reading a a, a column from Gary Parrish over at CBS who covers college basketball, who talked about his, you know, the time he went to Maui and loved it. And um, you know, talked about taking those early morning walks and said, usually you go somewhere, you like it, you cross it off your list and you, and you probably don't go back. But he said, this was one of those where I loved it, but I want to take my family. Yeah. And, you know, that's how much the place, you know, really kind of hits your heart and, and, and hits your home. And, you know, people are talking about how, um, the Lahaina Civic Center has been spared, it seems. But you know what? That doesn't really matter because right now the Lahaina Civic Center is in a, a, an evacuation site. That's right. Um, I I would like to see the Maui Jim Maui Invitational play a role in the help of bringing people together if you play basketball or not i i yeah. i don't care i mean i i have a feeling they're going to play because it's 3 months out and these teams need some these teams don't want to lose three preseason games because uh, or not preseason i'm sorry three um non-conference games because that is something that they've been on a waiting list for a couple years for and you plan your schedules way out in advance Sure, or, you know or whatever do that wherever you want um but don't lose here. I think that's all I ask. You can you can play that event in Montana, you can play that event in Maine, you can you can play it wherever you want, but make sure you don't lose sight of Lahaina. Yeah. I will admit one of the things that I thought the Maui Jim Maui Invitational did really well, um, you know, a couple of years ago when COVID-19 happened and they um, really, this place was, was shut down and the Maui Jim Maui Invitational wasn't played in Lahaina. Yeah. Um, It was played in North Carolina. I think it was Greenville, North Carolina. And, you know, and, you know, partly because the state was closed for business pretty much. The one thing that they did right though and what I'm really asking for them to do now, they always kept Maui in their minds. They always kept Maui in the forefront and kept saying, "You know, we are we are coming back. We want to come back. We will come back as soon as we can." Um, you know, Maui is our home. We uh, we don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. And they walked it. They talked it. They walked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that words are enough in this situation, you know? Um, when I see people giving, when I see people um, everyone who needs ice. I, I saw you know a video of this on the news yesterday. You know, you need so much people who need ice. Ice is like a commodity right now, but you've got people making sure that others have ice too, not just you. You're helping open the cooler and pouring the ice into people's bags. And, you know, you see people doing everything, the sweat labor. You see people with money. You see people helping with food. Words don't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not to sound – um, it's not to sound ungrateful. But I would like the Maui Invitational to really kind of understand – its role in this community you're not just a basketball tournament yeah you are you're a part of you're 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 etched in that community i would love to see you know what even if let's let's say let's say they don't play the games but you know what or you do play the games whatever you play you play the games wherever whatever you want to do but you know what staff coaches from the teams players from the teams, find a way to bring them down, maybe before their season starts, yeah. and help. Go into the communities, help rebuild, help bring supplies, bring clothing, bring whatever it is that you can You can bring them all here and bring them together and understand why the event is a community, it is not just sports. I, I don't know if I'm asking for too much, Hunter, but for all those that... That ask the question about oh where are they going to play? That that is my that's my statement on playing, and 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 that's why I'm kind of very delicate about it. Yeah, um, it's not about playing; it's about giving to this community at this yeah. point. So I hope and people for, get that.
1: And for you know a situation like this, it's kind of the the. The repeated mantra with with Hawaii, right, is people come, use up the resource, mm-hmm. leave. Yeah, yep. And I, I'm not saying that that's in its nature what the Maui invitation, uh, inv- of, invitational of is, but right, because they haven't been that. No, um, but the, you know, this is a situation where a community has just suffered an extreme tragedy. Continuing to suffer extreme tragedy. I mean, we're we're not even sure if the the the, the death toll is total. It's yet. not. Yeah. So, um, we, we we need to keep things in perspective here, and for something that gets national TV attention, uh, definitely benefits the the community. But if there could be a a creative way, and I, I'm hopeful that there's people coming out of the woodwork right now to support and band together. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd like to, you know, even on big uh, sports center yesterday, like they were um, talking about that and the different athletes that are coming forward and supporting, um, supporting the effort. Maybe the Maui Invitational could be one of those situations where, yeah, those schools do pledge uh, finances to help the community that, they were going to come and play a, a basketball tournament in. Right. I don't think that that's too far out into um, outer space. So, yeah, I, I think right now it's it's still early to be thinking about really anything more than just today. And, I agree. Um, it's, that's the fortunate unfortunate however you want to say it w- w- whenever a situation like this happens you have to change the way that you think you have to change the way that you react you you have to remember how do we handle an hour from now how do we handle this this evening how 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 do we help our brothers and sisters over there right now yeah. um because it in a Life or death situation. That's really what counts, and they're they're worried about food on the table, ice, um, clothing,
2: shelter. Because that's you mentioned clothing. For some people, all they have is what they're wearing. That's it. Everything else is gone. Yeah. Um. You know, we we look for anything positive. Sometimes I, I want to share with you a, a, an ex, a, a, an exchange I had on the X platform. Well, someone who listens to the show, his name is Justin, and there was something he mentioned in one of his posts. He said, "None of the people, none of the people I'm trying to find have been located in any of the lists." And of course, the lists of uh, what I believe I've heard is several thousand people that are unaccounted for. I think I, I think the the county has said close to a thousand or the state has said close to a thousand. Look at some of the lists. Some people are saying it's more than that. Um so he said that yesterday that none of those people have been located. A little bit later on, um you know, because hey it can help in any way later in the day he came back and said the on island contingent finally got through, their home was spared and they were sheltering in place. Wow. So, yeah, they, they found the people they were looking for, and they were, um, they were one of the fortunate ones. That, that, those are, are a, a few of or one of the, and I see you guys on the phones, so we'll get to you in a second. It's, it's one of the few positive things I think you you hope to read, you hope to hear every day. Because you know when you open up your social media page, you know when you turn on the news, you know that what you're going to hear for the most part is not not good. And you search for that one thing that will change everything or at least will, will find a way to, to, to put a smile on your face you know, at, at some point um you know i i guess we'll take it now i was gonna do it after the break but um but but let's do it now uh darren kimura is on the line of course he hosts uh sports cards and collectibles here on espn honolulu uh but darren uh there's something coming up uh this weekend um as part of the uh, sports cards and collectibles show at pro ridge uh you want to tell us about it
0: sure hey uh, josh and and, and hunter what's i know what's up, Darren? something that's been a uh, top of mind right for everybody and um you know, every, every week, um, you, you know, we think about how lucky we are to live in Hawaii and then something like this happens. And, you know, it's it's the, the true sign of the Hawaii people that we can come together and try and find a way to help. And every month we do this sports cards and collectibles show at Pro Ridge Vimakai. It's every second weekend. Well, this is no different this weekend. But uh, the host, uh, the Honolulu Chinese Junior Chamber, Honolulu Chinese JC's, they want to actually do a... Durable goods drive. So at this Pro Ridge Vimecay event, uh, starting at 10 a.m., both Saturday and Sunday, they're going to be collecting dry goods, hygiene products, non-perishable food, uh, you know, basically cakey items if you have them, clothing, bedding, anything that can be shipped over to help. Um, You know, they're they're basically going to be there as a collection center, and we're all going to try and come together and see what we can do to help.
2: Where, for for those that are wondering, where inside Vimakai um, is it at?
0: So basically the, the show itself is the entire Vimakai, so upstairs uh-huh. of Long's. And, um, you know, the, the junior chamber is going to have a booth closer to the Sears end. And the, the I should say the old Sears end. Right. And what they're going to do is they're going to be collecting all the items both days. Uh, you know, they're hoping to have enough of a of a collection that they end up needing multiple trucks to take it shall we say so you know they're going to work with a number of different nonprofits that they've already made contact with the chamber is actually pretty well connected to even some of the the, the senate and representatives of the state of hawaii who are already working too to, to get some of these containers over so in, in that sense it's going to be very easy for them to put it all together get it onto these containers and get it over there as fast as possible but you know anybody that has any desire to come down and, and make that donation they're more than welcome to to stop by and say hi to all of the vendors, of course. But please, please, please come by and bring some of the goods down to the junior chamber booth, the Chinese junior chamber booth, and you know, let's see what we can do to help Maui.
2: Absolutely. Um, give us the times for uh, Saturday and Sunday.
0: Sure. Saturday and Sunday both start at ten a.m. Saturday it closes at six p.m. Sunday it closes at five p.m. And, uh, you know, we always encourage people to to stop on by and grab a little bite at uh, one of the food courts or, you know, one of the vendors down there just because we want to, of course, encourage them to check out Pro Ridge as well. Uh, we can't forget that Pro Ridge is a gracious host for this collectible show. But this particular weekend, please, you know, bring on down a bag of items that you'd love to get over to. Uh, the Maui guys and and again if, if you couldn't make one of the donation sites over the course of these last couple of days This is a perfect opportunity this weekend to swing on by and the Honolulu Chinese JCs will be more than happy to get it on those containers over over to Maui for you
2: I know you said it earlier, but I want to um, just say it again Just so that people have this kind of imprinted in their minds you mentioned some of the items that people can bring down uh, In In particular, what are the items? that um, you guys are hoping people can come by and, and donate?
0: Right now, one of the main things is clothes. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, you know, on the show, you know, earlier, people have, in some cases, you know, I think, Hunter, you said it, just the clothes on their back, right? The, yeah. the clothes they're wearing now is all they have left. You know, clothes of all different sizes, obviously, because look around Hawaii, we have people of all different sizes, you know, um, bring bring anything clothes-related that, that you think could help. Uh, you know, of course... You know, hygiene products, non-perishable foods. The one thing we are telling people, though, is don't bring bottled water and those kinds of uh, items because it's a little more difficult to transport. Plus, it's heavier. So, ideally, we'd like to stick to more of the dry goods, or um, you know, say canned goods. Those kinds of things can be okay. Or, uh, but but mostly clothes and those and household items like that because really. A lot of these shelters, these guys just have what they walked in with. And, and by the way, that includes pet clothing. If you have pet clothing, you know, like I said, even these pets, they, they literally have in some cases only the shirt on their back and they could use a blanket. They could use something like that as well. This is, you know, this is, again, one of those situations where if we can come together and find a way to help, this is, this is a great way to do it.
1: One more time, Darren, just uh, so w- we r- refresh everybody listening. W- where are you going to be and, and what time?
0: Uh, No problem. It's this Saturday and Sunday, um, upstairs of Long, so that's the Pro Ridge Vimakai side. For those that know the old Sears end, it's basically that end. Uh, It'll start at 10 a.m. both Saturday and Sunday. We'll run till 6 p.m. on Saturday, 5 p.m. on Sunday. And just look for the Honolulu Chinese JC's booth. They'll be the ones collecting. Of course, if you're not sure where they are, stop by any of the the vendor tables there at the collectible show. More than happy to point you that direction.
2: Awesome. Uh Darren, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh give our best to the uh to the JCs for uh, for what they're doing and let's hope that uh we can bring as many people as possible there this weekend to uh to do their best to Kokua for Maui, all right?
0: Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank all you so much for giving us an opportunity. Thank you, Darren. All uh, right. thank that you is uh
2: Dr. Darren Kimura. I and I say that I didn't realize he had a, a, a doctorate. It's on his uh it's on his email signature. Doctor Darren Kimura. Feel bad for all the jokes. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to rethink that. <laughs> uh, thank you to him. Thank you to the uh, Honolulu Chinese JCs for uh, what they're doing. All right. Final words coming up. Don't forget about athletes. Uh, you can check out every episode at espnhonolulu.com and on our YouTube page. It is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. Traffic here. It's off the bench. Just stay. All right, uh coming up is Friday and Fitz Simmons, we've got High School Football at 645, uh Mark Faneri and Arnold Martinez will bring you Villa Park out of California against Damien uh over at Farrington High School. Welcome to high school football season. We're we're in
1: it. Welcome back. Um final words, Hunter, you're first. Um My final words is that uh, preseason football, they don't call any fouls. <laughs> they don't call holding. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, there's a flag. There's a flag on right the field. As, <laughs> wow! Right as we're saying that, it's the Broncos Cardinals game that we're uh, we're suffering through right now. Oh my gosh! And j- a couple seconds ago, the, a running back was hit out of bounds, and it was clearly laid hit out of bounds, and. Uh, yeah, I think they're trying to get through these games just as like just as much as we are. Seems
2: like it. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's not fun for the uh, for the officials to be around it. It's not the greatest football. Um, I realize, but uh, there it is. You know, um, I guess my final words will go back to high school football. Thank goodness it's back. Unfortunately. You know, it's back under some really tough circumstances. You know, with what's going on on Maui, there are a number yeah. of games featuring, um, you know, Maui teams that uh, won't won't be played this weekend. And um, while it is far from important, you know, you kind of wonder for some of those teams with with their situations, what will this year be like for them? Just w- even with school. Yeah. School starts up. Um, well, school's already started for, you know, a number of the public schools. So, um you know for everybody else i i hope and i would ask you know for every high school venue tonight um have a moment of silence please do for every individual whose life has been lost um lo- life has been lost um yeah. and 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 these at least a thousand uh who are missing um because cool. there are you know some won't have the opportunity to play this weekend because of this tragedy. So please just you know, take the time at, at any high school site this uh, this weekend. Take some time to uh, remember what a lot of people are thinking about at this moment. Have fun at your game tomorrow. Thanks, St. Louis man. and Kapolei right here on ESPN Honolulu. I'll see you on CBS 1500 tomorrow for Kamehameha and Moanalua. Uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons is coming up next.